Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and this is your 20-ish minute sports gambling podcast where we discuss losing money on the NFL Divisional Weekend. It is episode 99 of Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Oh, we are getting so old in our age, but yet none the wiser. We keep losing money. Ah, incredible. Once again, just like the regular season, we pretty much broke even in the playoffs. If you combined all the three guests and myself into some kind of Cerberus with four heads, then we would be uh, an okay dog. Speaking of my guests, we're going to have the full gauntlet of guests on, the Pants Right Prince, Charlie Chalk, and the Gambler, all on to break down the four games that we have this week, but we're going to do it a little differently. Since there's only four games, you don't want to hear the same three people talk about the games over and over and over again. So instead, we broke it up a little bit. The Pants Ready Prince will be talking about 49ers and Packers, Bills and Chiefs, Charlie Chalk will be talking about Bengals and Titans, and The Gambler will be speaking about Rams and Buccaneers. Yes, you might see some locks of the week. Yes, you might see some safe and spicy picks. They are still going to do their little shticks, but they're going to be talking about individual games and giving their picks. It's going to be a longer than usual episode again. Playoffs, sorry, sue me. Don't sue me, please. I'm not litigious. But I'll hurry it along. The biggest thing I got to talk about is at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram. We had another winning week. Ugh, disgusting. Winning. Ugh, hate it. Losing money is for this podcast. We lose money here. That's a guarantee. Once again, not litigious. Please don't guarantee that. I, I really, please don't take me to school for that one. But at Losing Money WAB, we seem to be doing winning. That's why we banish it to the internet. Ugh, get it out of here. Podcast, integrity. Internet, no integrity. See what I mean? But that's what we're doing. Free daily picks. NCAA basketball has been killing it. NBA, some hockey picks, golf picks, a crazy amount of picks. And speaking of picks, we're making more picks because tomorrow, Saturday, midnight, set your alarms. Take off your take off your sleeping cap. Wake up. Put on your MMA gloves because the gambler and I are going to be doing a whole episode breaking down UFC 270, a crazy card. Not only because of the stylistic interest of the two fighters inside the ring, Cyril Gaon and the champion Francis Ngannou, but because of the outside of the ring and contractual weird stuff going on as well. It should be an incredible one. So we're going to break down our favorite picks on Saturday morning, tomorrow's, or whenever you're listening to this, UFC 270 picks episode. I'm so excited to be doing it. But that's tomorrow's problem today is about the NFL divisional round and the many ways we're going to lose money on it. First up is the Pans Ready Prince to speak about 49ers, Packers, and Bills and Chiefs. Coming up right after this. Up first, as always, is the Pans Ready Prince. Pans Ready Prince, how you doing? I'm doing great, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. I'm so excited. This is my favorite football week of the year because we have the best teams and hopefully the best games, and I'm so excited to make some picks. Uh, you know, we're going to be starting, you and I are going to be talking about Green Bay and San Francisco, and we're going to be talking about Buffalo and KC, and I, I think we just, let's get into this, let's talk, let's talk about Green Bay at home versus San Francisco 49ers, currently a minus five and a half spread, and the over-under is 47 and a half, how you feeling about the game? Saturday night, divisional <laughs> round, I, I really like what the schedule makers did this this week, I, I didn't really like the lineup last week and how they uh, yeah. construed it. Uh, but I do like it this week. I think Green Bay San Fran is a perfect Saturday night game because mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is trying to slay his San Francisco playoff demon. The team yep. he wanted to get drafted by. We all know the story. 24, 24. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've they've gotten the best of them. 3-0 and in the playoffs against Aaron Rodgers, all the 49ers. Yep. But I think that ends this weekend. And I mm. think a lot of people know that. I don't think there's any surprises here. San Fran is a is a is a good football team. Oh yeah, but yeah. Green Bay is a great football team, yes. and I think the right. best 
parts of San Fran are going into this game hobbled. I mean, are we going to have Nick Bosa? I'm not sure. Are we going to have Fred Warner? I'm not sure. Are we going to have Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm not sure. My bet is all three of them do play, but we Mm -hmm. know that all three of them are not at 100%. And yes, while Debo Samuel, I think, is San Francisco's secret weapon, you do need the other three that I just talked about to be clicking and firing on all cylinders for them to pull out this win because – you're going into Green Bay two years in a row now, have come in as the playoff favorites, and, and you're thinking, yes, they're going to make it to the Super yeah. Bowl. They, they get, right. get upset. I think in the division round, at least this year, they do keep going. Aaron Rodgers yeah. will decide the San Francisco Demons, and I do think they win. They cover. I take Green Bay five and a half. I would take Green Bay at six. I just don't think San Fran is healthy enough to compete with the Green Bay squad, who is very healthy and as elite as we have a team this year. Oh, totally. No, you know what? I, I I like what you're saying here because, like, let's not lose the fact that Green Bay's been good for a couple of years now and they haven't made the Super Bowl. So you're thinking, okay, so wait, this is one of these games that they kind of lost in. Also, Green Bay ranks 24th in DVOA defensively on first and 26th on second downs. And San Francisco's offense ranked first on early downs. That's a ginormous problem for the Packers. Kittle, also huge major issue. Green Bay ranks 28th in DVOA against tight ends. Woo, this could be a monster game for Kittle. But I reset myself and I look myself in the mirror and go, what are we doing here? What are we doing? This is the San Francisco team that has blown so many games this season, that has held themselves back from being great, and now is dealing with Nick Bosa, Fred Warner issues, all these issues. Green Bay has been phenomenal. So San Francisco weak spot is their secondary. Well, uh-oh. You know, their key injuries, lack of depth. Uh, they rank second to last in opposing wide receiver ones. Well, uh-oh, against the field against you is the best wide receiver one in the whole goddamn league. So, like, I, you know, okay. I, I got so many stats where just like, I, I you, you, this is one of those games where you feel something and then you look at numbers, you're like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. Okay, I'm not crazy. Okay, good. Aaron Rodgers is 12-5-1 and one against the spread off a of bye in his career against the spread, he's 12-5-1, knowing that they were going to be favorites going into it. Plus, they're supposed to, you know, David Bacteria is going to be back, which is great. And the return of Jer Alexander, who's one of the best corners in the league. This is phenomenal. Missing Nick Boza, missing Fred Warner. This is phenomenal. Here's here's the biggest one. Rodgers at home. He's he's a 69-37-4 against the spread in his career. Bet on Rodgers at Lambeau Field, where he is 7-1 against the spread this year alone. I love them against the spread. I love them at five and a half. I'd love them up to seven. I love Green Bay minus yeah, five and a half as well. I agree. I think, you know, a lot of people are looking at San Fran like this is a sexy pick. This is a team that I think could, you know, underdog their way through a couple rounds this year mm-hmm. like they did last week. But the Green Bay Packers are not the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys. No, no. This is the, no, like, let me get straight. This is the worst matchup for the Packers. They, they did not want to see the 49ers win. This is, the, this is rough. They've got a tough defense. They run the ball. They hold the ball. And that's, that's, you know, like, if you want to picture the other side of the game, how do you imagine that the Packers lose? Well, it's that Aaron Rodgers sits on the sideline for extended periods of time as that San Francisco slowly marches their way up the field in the cold and scores a touchdown. And then Aaron Rodgers, nine minutes into the game later, is like, oh crap, now I got to play? This is good. Mm-hmm. That's brutal. I get that. But at the same time, I just don't want to discount that Green Bay is like a very good team. Yeah. I, I, I think there is a clear tier one here that involves the Green Bay Packers and maybe a couple others, but San Fran yep. is not in that tier one. Uh, and I think uh, storylines have gotten the best of us in terms of where we can go here. But mm-hmm. yes, just like you said, look in the mirror. Look yep. in the mirror. <laughs> if 
not that hard this week. Speaking of S tier, speaking of tier one, I think maybe one of these two teams is going to be in that one as well. We're going to be talking about the Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, the line is minus one and a half. Now, I understand when we are recording this, this number will probably change. I can't imagine it's going to change closer to the Bills, but it probably will change. So keep this in mind as we're making the pick. Kansas City minus one and a half. The over-under is 55. Bansari Prince, how do you feel about this game? Well, yeah, I would put both these teams in the tier one of, of teams in the NFL. And it's kind of a shame that the meeting in the divisional round, because this yeah. should be the AFC championship. And I think this is the AFC championship. I think the winner of this game goes to the Super Bowl. I will mm-hmm. say that right now. Okay. Because you know my thoughts on the Tennessee Titans. Yes. And, you know, I like the Bengals. They're exciting. They're just not there yet. Um, nah. Though they're going to win this week. Spoiler. Whoa. Okay. Wow. That being said. I really do like the Buffalo Bills, but I worry about the zone defense against mm. the Kansas City Chiefs because, as we know, Patrick Mahomes licks his chops against zone defenses, and that's where Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill find soft coverage. And without the Tredavious White Goalie Academy, yeah, yeah, nice. That concerns me. That concerns me if I'm a Bills fan. I think yeah. this game is close, but as a you know me trying not to get in my own head and overthink it. Yeah. I do not think Buffalo has surpassed Kansas City yet and 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 the ball has not been passed over yet. It is still KC's time. I do think they win this game. I will take them one and a half. Yep. I think maybe just in the way the NFL works and storylines, we might see these two teams facing each other again next year in the playoffs. Yeah. And that could be the moment. I just don't think it's there yet. I think a lot of people look at last week and go, Oh, Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. They're a force to be reckoned with. Oh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to get a lot of people taking Buffalo money, taking Buffalo money. Oh, yeah. Where I do think, let's be real for a second here, I think it's Casey. I, I do too. And clearly the clearly the books are taking a ton of Buffalo money to move it from three to one and a half, mm-hmm. one and a half points in a, you know, in a tight contest like this is crazy. I just, you know, people are going to look at the two games. They're going to look at the Pittsburgh game, which I, to be honest, throw that out. I care less. Pittsburgh sucks. Uh, and then you look at the Bills game against the Pats last week and people are like, well, the Bills play like that, you know, that they're going to be hard to beat. And the answer is yes, they had literally the best offensive game in NFL football history. So yes, of course, they're going to be hard to beat like that. But we can't imagine that's the that is the base level for the Bill, Buffalo Bills production going forward. They've had games where they've looked really good, but they've had games where they reset back to the mean a little bit. You know, the Bills beat the Chiefs earlier in week five, 38 to 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, and they scored 17 unanswered points in that, in, in the second quarter, they had a pick six in the third, they were four and in the turnover battle. And there's a lot of reasons to think, well, that's not going to continue. There was like a lot of anomalies from that one game. And I agree with you Tr- losing Trey white, one of the best corners in the game. This is going to be the game where it's like, Oh, right. Shit. Yeah. We kind of need one of those guys against, you know, Tyreek Hill, not going to, you're never going to negate someone like Tyreek Hill, but at least to throw somebody at him, you know? Uh, the Bills are just the other parties. They're the highest variance team. When they're good, they're really good. But you know, there's been a lot of teams where they're just not as good, and they get really frustrated. Josh Allen is, is a force of offensive talent, but you can confuse him. You can throw stuff at him where he goes, oh, wait, what's going on here? Well, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, for Christ's sake, this year because they got pressure on him. So let's be real. The other one is the defenses are going in the opposite direction. Buffalo smashed New England, then they, you know, whatever, but their defense is getting worse, whereas Kansas City's defense is getting better, getting Melvin Ingram. That was a huge, uh, you know, acquisition, and I think we're going the opposite way with this. The other, the biggest number, and the reason I'm going to be taking the KC Chiefs, minus one and a half, is that when Mahomes is a three-point favorite or shorter, including an underdog, the Chiefs are 14-4-1 and 
against the spread at lifetime. They've won nine of their last 11 when favored by less than three. And those two losses, by the way, were the Bills earlier this year and the Super Bowl. So I just, KC is a very, very good team when they're short. We have, we've been talking about them all year, right? Pants, right? Pants, where you go like they're an 11 point spread and then they only beat them by four. And we're like, ah, oh, they're joking. What, what, what the hell are they doing here? But when they are uh, favored, by less than three or three, they are a real serious team to take uh, to take to count for it. So we're going to be taking the Chiefs minus one and a half on our side as well. Yeah, it's, you know, Buffalo did play an absolute perfect game last week. And yeah. if they play that perfect game on offense, they've got a good shot. But that being said, they had New England's offense to deal with, yes. which is pure crap. <laughs> it's pure crap. New yeah. England had no business being in the playoffs. I will talk about that until three in the morning. Mm-hmm. They... Yes, a top five defense, but give me a break with that offense. And I just think a lot of confidence will come to the Bills fans from last game and the Bills players, and rightfully so. It totally should, but this is a much, this is the best offense in the NFL over the past three or four years. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a bit of a different story. And I just think this is going to be a close game that I would love to bet. On whoever goes down early. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But going into 100%. 100%. I, I love that idea. I love the live betting as, aspect. If someone goes down 14 points, it's like, you know, that's always the Chiefs special too. Just like in yeah. any game, by the way, at home. If the Chiefs go down 14 nothing, bet on the Chiefs. You'll get points yeah. all of a sudden. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, if San Fran or Buffalo go out to a hot start and go up 7 or 10 or 14 nothing, hammer the other team. Hammer the other team. Abs- I'm so right there with you. So t- canonically, though, I need to find out which is your safe and which is your spicy picks of the week. And if you haven't brought them up, can you please mention them to me? Well, okay. So safe. I'm sorry to do this to you. I'm oh. going to go KC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, I could see the Green Bay San Fran game being a little closer than five and a half. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with one and a half, it's essentially a pick so I feel a lot more confident about KC there. My spicy, I'm going to go off the board. I think you heard me uh, dabble in it earlier. I'm taking the Bengals plus yeah. two and a half against the overrated Titans <laughs> who uh, overrated themselves to a number one seed. Don't get me started. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking the Bengals there. But in terms of the other game, I am yeah. not going to say anything because every time I say anything about <laughs> Mr. You-Know-Who and that stupid team down in Florida, they win. So I'm not going to say anything. Not going to say anything at all. Okay, perfect. Bands right, Prince. These are your picks. We can't wait to see you lose some money this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, you take it easy. Coming up next to discuss the Cincinnati Bengals and Tennessee Titans is the one, the only, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, good morning, and happy playoffs. We're finished the <laughs> yeah. super wild card. Now we've got the real teams oh, yeah. going. I don't see any blowouts, but... Since I've been given the Cincinnati Bengal Tennessee Titans, I think I have got the lock of the week. Oh, you got the lock of the week. I love hearing this. Yes, I do. I've split these games into two. There's two games where I like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got got a sense of this game. And there's two games where I'm like, I don't know. And this is one of them. So I love hearing that you have a lock. So how do you see this game going? I see it as a low-scoring game. I think that we've got a a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback against a pretty good a coach of the year candidate probably yep, will yep. win. And, um, and every, don't take Tannehill for granted. He's been there before. He's a, he's, he's a veteran quarterback. So that's said and done. Mm. We've had eight, 
practice days in uh, in Tennessee, and um, and that's where I'm leaning, obviously, uh, to prepare pre- to prepare for this. And uh, I, I think that we've got sort of Henry in the background. Well, we don't know if he's going to play. He might play, might not. But that alone is going to mess the uh, Cincinnati team up. They're terrible on defense right now with all the injuries they've mm-hmm. had. Um, the mm-hmm. thought that they can run, which they run better than anyone. And uh, mm-hmm. when if they got to bring guys up to the line, that means there's going to be more room for Brown and Jones. And um, I, I think mm-hmm. that um, the uh, we'll call it the veteran, more experienced team's going to win this game. Although Burroughs, I've we've had a good run with Burroughs too. But uh, Tennessee's going to win this game. They're at home, and uh, it's going to be loud. And um, I just can't see a yeah. rookie coach and QB handling all of this. Well, Zach Taylor's a rookie to the playoffs. This is his third year coaching, actually. But uh, is that is that I, I completely am with you. I, I I like the Tennessee Titans. The three and a half scares me a little bit. The three three and a half scares me a little bit. If it was three, I'd be like, hmm, yeah, absolutely. Let's pound this all day. The half. The Tennessee Titans are a very good team. They only lost five games all season. But they always, always, doesn't it always feel like it comes down to a field goal? You know, I, and that's and that's just like a general observation. The biggest the biggest advantage, obviously, Tennessee Titans have is that Derrick Henry's coming back, and he's been practicing for three weeks. It's not like oh, we're really trying to push him here and stuff. No, they knew they were going to wait to the playoffs, so that's that's a huge one, and it's only made bigger by the losses of uh, of some players for the for the Bengals, Mike Daniels, Trey Hendrickson, uh, and Joby. So these are all defensive line players that are here to stop the run. And the Bengals weren't even that good to stop the run in the first place. That and the Bengals offensive line is garbage. And Joe Burrow again, again is just every time you cut back, he's going to be on the ground. Every time you cut back, he's on the ground. And that just, it, eventually that kind of adds up to it. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, we're watching the uh, Raiders last week play Cincy and I'm going, mm-hmm. okay, what's going on here? Cincinnati's not putting any pressure on Carr. Raiders are not yeah. a very good team. They could have won that game. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I'm sitting there going, if you can't get them, you have making Carr look good. Well, okay, bring on Tennessee and look out. I mean, and the defensive line of Cincy has now been beaten up even before, you know, and I just don't mm-hmm. – they, they just – this is going to – if it comes down to the lines – Tennessee's just a stronger team and um, on both sides, you know, and, and even and yeah. again, I hate to bring up the coaching again, but good coaching in the, in the playoffs, it's showing on the games last week. Good coaches can win games here. So uh, it looks like we've got between the running and even the threat of Henry screws up Cincinnati. Um, again, we'll go Tennessee three and a half. It won't be an issue, Andrew. This is the lock of the week. Oh, this is the lock of the week. I love this. Well, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm also going to be tenis- taking the Tennessee Titans minus three and a half. I just, to be honest, both of these teams all season, I was like, they're not as good as you think they are. They're not as good as you think they are. And now they're facing off and I have to make a decision of who I think is actually better. And it's the Tennessee Titans. They, you know, without Derrick Henry, who, by the way, missed half the season and still finished ninth in the league in rushing, uh, is still like is just a better team than Cincinnati Bengals, especially that defense who, you know, even pass offense isn't that good. That defense for the Cincinnati Bengals is pretty soft and they really don't like contact. And that's a really bad thing to be running against Derrick Henry and playing against AJ Brown. So I, I just, the only other stat that I throw out there, cause I like the Tennessee Titans plus minus three and a half, excuse me, is that Tennessee has won seven of its last eight at Nissan stadium in Nashville. And the game has gone under 
in eight of its last 10 in Nashville. There you so, go. The under also looking a little pretty good. There. And again, just quickly then too, Tennessee just isn't a sexy pick. You know what? It's no. not Green Bay. It's not the Rams or no. Bucks or even KC. Like it's just, it's uh, Tennessee. Nah, they'll just grind away. And that's what they're going to do. They're just going to beat them up on the ground, throw the ball when they have to. And they're going to mm-hmm. walk away with a low scoring win and ho-hum bring on Buffalo KC next week. So that's what's going to yeah. happen. Yep. Oh, I, I love that. I also like a lot of the Ryan Tannehill overs in this game as well. So just just because you were saying, don't yep. sleep on them. Yep. I just think they're going to, since he's going to have to play up in the box to stop the run game, they're going to have to play more people up and that's just going to open up the pass game. So I really like Ryan Tannehill as well. So with that being said, for that's Tennessee and Cincinnati. We are both on the same page with Tennessee minus three and a half. Who else do you like this week? Yeah, who do I like? Okay, I'll just, I'll give you three quick ones. There are only three left, but mm-hmm. quick ones. And comment if you want. I like the Buffalo Bills. Mm. quietly okay. I've been telling you that <laughs> quietly, KC quietly. is not as good as you think and Mahomes yeah. isn't as good he puts up numbers he makes fancy again another sex pick but Buffalo Bills got a better quarterback and they can beat KC oh my god better quarterback okay so they, sorry <laughs> you like Buffalo yes yeah sorry okay sorry so you like Buffalo in the KC game all right so what do you what about the the Green Bay game Green Bay Packers yeah, Green Bay Packers. I, I I can't trust Jimmy G. You gotta love Rodgers there. I, I just it's it's in Green Bay. Advantage, advantage again. Uh, you know, San Francisco's on the road and mm-hmm. uh, and have been so. And Green Bay Packers are gonna cover. And then the last game, the one that I don't know what to do about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams. Well, listen to Charlie then. Take, okay. <laughs> take the Rams. Take the Rams. Take the Rams? Take the Rams. Wow. I think that, uh, that's the, you know, well, yeah, but Bucks haven't beaten the Rams. And you know what? No. Nope. Once there's pressure on Tom Brady, I'm not saying we can we can figure out the greatest of all time, but he, he can be sacked. And um, I think the Rams mm-hmm. will put enough. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they will cover. And uh, okay. it, it's... This is this is money this weekend. This is none of these. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love Tom Brady. I won't bet against him. This is who's <laughs> going to win. Done. Okay. Well, there, there you go. There's Charlie Chalk. There's his locks of the week. Charlie, thank you so much. We hope you have fun losing money. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Andrew. See you then. And finally, like always, to help me settle this fi- this game that I have no idea what's going on here is the gambler. Gambler, what's going on? Excited to be here as always. It's the divisional round, right? We're coming yeah. out of the, uh, what mm-hmm. did the NFL call it? Super, it's no longer wild card weekend. It's super, super. wild card weekend. Yes. So super. now we are on uh, the divisional round. I don't know if it's going to be called the uh, ultra mm-hmm. divisional round, but, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, anytime you have uh, four postseason NFL games or four uh, playoff uh, NFL playoff games mm-hmm. in a weekend, it's going to be good times. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. It's a really lacking name because, oh, Championship Conference Weekend. Ooh, okay, that's great. Super Bowl, great name. Super Wildcard Weekend, great name. Divisional Weekend. Uh, It's not as great. I don't know. The marketing team could punch that one up. But we are here to talk about the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Minus three for the Bucs right now, over-unders 48. You know, I've said this in the, in the, the former segments. I've said this whole episode. I don't know what to do with this game. Gambler, help me out. What are you thinking about this game right now? You know, I I, I understand that people are, are having a tough time with it because I think when you look at the matchup, there's a lot of mm-hmm. factors that cause these teams to, in a certain sense, negate the, negate each other. So what do I mean by mm-hmm. that? Well, if we look at the Bucks, statistically, they have had the best offense all season. 
I mean, Brady's yeah, yeah. led the league in TDs and passing yards. Uh, the Bucks are uh, number one uh, on uh, on first down. Uh, they're number three on second down, and they're number uh, one on late downs. So I, wow. I think we can all agree, you know, Tampa Bay's offense has been elite. They've been extremely consistent this year. Mm-hmm. But now they're riddled with injuries. Yeah. So so how does that affect the play? I mean, they looked good last week. You know, Brady kept, mm-hmm. I think, everybody consistent. And, and if nothing else, Brady's <clears throat> done what he's always done, which is – you know, when 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 the occasion calls for it, he takes scrubs and he makes them look like uh, all pro players. So yeah, I, I think the fact that Brady still at the helm, you know, gives us confidence. But we certainly can't say that the Tampa Bay offense will be what it was all season long or for the better part of the season. Well, yeah, no, like a part of the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had such a Cinderella season last season, you know, with the greatest quarterback of all time and a bunch of really good all-stars is that they were the least injured team in football. And that was a big part of coming back and bringing the whole team back is going, well, can you pull that off again? And it turns out it was in the wrong time, you know, injury or not. Antonio Brown's not an injury, but he left the field and he's not part of the team anymore. Okay. Chris Godwin, you know, broke his knee and he's out. Now forever. Tristan Worfs, you know, that's the one from last week that that's the biggest one, to be honest, where Mike Evans is still a very good receiver. Gronk is still a very good receiver. Like there are so many good players in there, but not being able to protect his blind side, not being able to guy that has been there for every snap that Brady has been for is the biggest issue for me, especially going against a Rams defense that has a very good defensive line, that has Von Miller in the outside linebacker and so many blitzing members. You know, you really do worry about Tom Brady being in this, who doesn't like getting pressure, which by the way, I hate. I hate when people say this quarterback, this quarterback doesn't like getting pressure. No quarterback likes getting pressure, but you know who doesn't like getting pressure? Somebody is closer to retirement age. So, you know, that's the that's the player that's like very scared of pressure. You know, I think that's a perfect segue because I was going to highlight the same thing. I, I, I think... You know, the, the other side of this when we're talking about injuries is, like you said, now we're talking about the O-line. And, yep. you know, say what you will, when when teams beat Brady and, and when they beat mm-hmm. Brady decisively, it's because they get to him, not so much with pressure, like you said, nobody likes to be pressured, but they get to him very early in the game. And they just, from the right. moment of that, from, from right after that first kickoff, they get to him and they just maintain a high amount of pressure and it's almost like he's not able to overcome that or, or unable to get through that. Right. But, it, it, you know, he's very much the type of guy, if he gets settled, he gets comfortable, he finds his rhythm, it's going to be lights out. But if you can get to him early, the data tells us that Tom Brady has a tough time. Uh, so who better than, you know, the eater mm-hmm. of souls in Aaron Donald yeah. and his partner Aaron in crime, Von, Von Miller. I don't know if yeah. there's a worse matchup at a time like this for Brady than the Rams defense, which is just, like I said, the eater of souls. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I, this just feels like a bad matchup. But then on the other side, you have Matt Stafford and that whole shaky, you know, quicksand that he's be standing on at any time in the pocket. And then versus a Tampa Bay secondary that is awful, 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 awful. The reason why the Rams won last week is they were able to run the ball. They tried to establish the run with Cam Akers, which, by the way, Pee in a cup, Cam Akers. What is going on? How in the world are you? You tear your Achilles yeah. in the preseason. You're playing in the postseason. God, get out of here. That used to be a two-year injury. No. But then, then you don't need to run the ball against the Buccaneers. Everyone knows you can't run the ball at Buccaneers. Ask the Eagles last week. But then you can throw the ball on the Buccaneers. And that is the thing that the Rams do very, very well. That's the part that just makes me go, wait a second. Are we looking at the Rams here? You know, I, I think we go from the, the bad matchup from Rams defense to... 
you know, Bucks offense to, yeah, yeah the, the Rams offense uh, definitely has the, the, the potential and has an incredibly high ceiling, right? If you go look at mm-hmm. Matt Stafford's numbers in the first half of the season, everyone's saying, well, they're going to the Super Bowl, right? You know, Sean McVay found the missing yep, piece. Yep. It was Stafford. He made the right call. Go look at Matt Stafford's numbers the second half of the season. Okay. Matt Stafford looked like he was playing on the Detroit Lions again. And I I think (laughs) it's noteworthy because, as you said, it is a high powered, high flying, passing oriented offense. Oh, yeah. But if you look at the Mm -hmm. game plan lately, I I hate to say it. I mean, it's pretty clear that McVay, I think, has lost a lot of confidence or has a lot of concern about Stafford because they have gone to a run heavy game, you know, in in the Mm -hmm. last few games. And as you just said, you're not going to have any success running the ball against the Bucks. But to go back to yeah, my earlier yeah. point about late season stats, everything that we talked about starts to negate each other, right? You talk about, well, Bucks offense, normally elite, they're injured. So that gets negated. And then in addition mm-hmm. to that, you're talking about well, Rams defense, you know, really, really good on pressure. So that also negates the Bucks offense. Late season, Stafford career mm-hmm. numbers in November or later against 500 teams he is 11 and 41 okay wow now looking from a betting perspective he is 14 35 and 2 against the spread in november later against 500 teams that means stafford covers less than 30 percent of the time yeah let's look at the other side tom brady when favored by seven or less, which is the case in this game, is 76, 48, and seven. That's a 61% win percentage against the spread. Here's the cherry on top. In the postseason, with that same type of spread, so Tom Brady career Mm -hmm. in the postseason, favored by seven or less, he is nine and three against the spread. Wow. I just, I look at those numbers and I honestly think of all of the different factors, this comes back to a quarterback matchup. And I just can't get over what we're talking about, which is we're talking about Matt Stafford versus Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. I can't get over the matchup. I, I, I can't in good conscience take Stafford, who just won his first playoff game against maybe the worst playoff performance that we've seen in a team maybe ever in that Arizona Cardinals wow. team. I got to lay the points on basically Tom Brady. I'm, I'm just taking Brady. I'm laying the points. Wow. So give me Tampa Bay minus. You know what's so funny? We we laid out this whole argument. We we bring you on. We lay out this whole argument of why the Rams look really good and look really dangerous. Why the Bucks are hurt right now and why the Rams are, could be profiting off of this. And you and I are both going to sit here and say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is our pick because that's my pick as well. Tom Brady has won nine straight in the divisional round, most by a quarterback ever, right? He and the Bucs have been lights out in Raymond James Stadium covering seven of the last eight. Why in the world would I sit here and look at you and go, oh, I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, plus three. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. No, you're going to take Tom Brady and the goddamn Buccaneers. They got to do it until they don't do it. You got to you gotta keep riding them until they show you they can't do it. And they won the Super Bowl last year. Why in the world wouldn't I be betting on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three at home? I am right there with you. I can't believe I'm doing this. But, like, I'm no fan of Tom Brady. But, could, good God, like, this is your money. Like, why don't I spend it intelligently here and be betting on the winner? I, I Man, Buccaneers minus three right there for me as well. I just, I couldn't get over those stats. I mean, the Stafford ones did yeah. not surprise me. But to see Tom Brady 
you know, not only career-wise, you know, when favored by seven or less, but that playoff stat of nine and three by three or less. I mean, like you said, the guy's mm-hmm. lights out. He's able to yeah. put the team on his shoulders. And honestly, I think if if Tampa Bay can just give him some protection and and not let him, you know, avoid having him get smothered, I honestly think even with the all, all the injuries on offense, I still think Tom Brady takes control of this game and they have their way with the Rams. Honestly, I just, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if if this turns into a, a larger margin of victory. And oh, by the way, yeah. looking at the over-under, yeah. I think this will inevitably end up being a high-scoring game. So I'm definitely looking mm-hmm. at that over, uh, I think it's over 48 and a half at this point. I, I like the over there. Okay, so we're right there with both Tampa Bay, but I love the over on that pick as well. Gambler, do you have any other picks for this weekend that we should throw out there? It, you know, it wouldn't be a, a proper betting weekend if I didn't throw it at tease. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm playing right. it a little bit more conservatively this week. I'm only going to do a two-game tease, so the odds aren't as great. I think it, mm. it pays uh, mm. minus 125. Uh, but I love okay. the Packers tease. Uh, Packers right now are, mm-hmm. are minus five and a half, so you get them as a, yeah. as a positive hook. So Packers plus, uh, plus 0.5 plus the hook. Uh, with, of course, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. You know, we just talked about taking Tampa Bay mi- minus three. Right. Well, I love Tampa Bay getting points. So uh, yeah. I'm teasing them with Tampa Bay plus three. And, and that's my tease of the week. Because honestly, I'm staying away from Bengals, Titans. I, I really oh, yeah. <laughs> don't know what the hell's going to go on there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the same is true for the Bills Chiefs. I mean, Mike, that's the game I know yeah. the least about. I mean, because both teams, so high powered. Bills last week, what the hell was that? Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yep. They can they they're they're either you know blowing you out or they're getting their socks blown off. So I'm staying away from those. But yeah, I, I like the pack and I like Tampa Bay in the tease. Gambler, thanks so much for throwing out your tease of the week. We hope you have fun losing money, and we can't wait to talk to you next week. I look forward to it. Okay, that's it. That's all. Thank you so much for listening to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Once again, at Losing Money WIB, free daily picks. Maybe you don't like football. You listen to the whole thing and you're like, what? When are they going to talk about anything else? At Losing Money WAB. That's when we're going to talk about, what do you like? Highlight? Okay, we'll figure that one out. And again, tomorrow's episode, UFC 270 picks episode with the gambler and myself breaking down all our favorite picks for what is going to be a crazy card in UFC 270. But thank you so much for listening. Those are our picks on how we're going to lose money on the divisional round of the NFL. We hope you have fun losing money this weekend as well. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!